0: Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to my mommy's podcast. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Wabi Sabi Wellness. My name is Jeanette, and I'm jazzed that you have joined me here today. Today's episode is an interview with Amanda H. Young, a wonderful mindset coach and energy healer. In this episode, we're going to dive into her path, as well as discuss a topic that has been fascinating me lately, the Akashic Records. Before we dive into that though, let's chat about the moon transits, the astrology and the tarot card of the week. On Sunday, June 25th at 5.57pm central time, the moon will shift into Libra and remain there until 3.56am on Wednesday, June 28th. The name of the game here is balance. While the weekend was all about getting things done with the moon in Virgo, now is the time to make sure that all the parts in your life are steady and stable. While the Virgo moon may have had us tidying up our space, now is the time of the month where you might find yourself emotionally fulfilled by beautifying that space. Watching some HGTV and bookmarking that gorgeous duvet cover you've been eyeing or buying it is totally up your alley during this transit. At 3.56 a.m. on Wednesday, June 28th, the moon will then shift into Scorpio and stay there until 10 a.m. on Friday, June 30th. While the moon is here, you're going to feel a to like dive into the deep stuff. Now is the time for the conversations about the shadowy parts of life, whether that's with yourself or with your loved ones. Addressing these areas that we usually sweep under the rug is going to allow us to grow and transform. While the moon is here, I also want you to pay close attention to what you feel passion for. These are the projects and the ideas you should really be pouring your energy into. The last moon transit of the week we're going to talk about is going to happen at 10 a.m. on Friday, June 30th, where the moon will shift into Sagittarius. It will remain there until 12.20 p.m. on Sunday, July 2nd. While the moon is here, energy is feeling very happy-go-lucky. It's very optimistic. Now is the time to explore your neighborhood, check out the new restaurant, and just surprise yourself in some way. Expect to feel joy, honestly, during this period of time. This can also be a time where you feel pulled to learn something new. Go for it. Whether it's an e-course or a new hobby, this newness will feel really good to you. The astrology of the week is very, well, all over the place this week, honestly. The last few weeks have been either like it's good or it's bad, but this one is just, it's a little all over the place. So my advice for each of the days of the week goes as follows. For Monday, I advise you to just slow down when you're thinking about things and try to be methodical. When you're going too fast on Monday is when you're gonna make mistakes. On Tuesday, there's really strong romantic energy. So if you can, schedule yourself for a midweek date. Wednesday is just super, super productive. Um, This is a really great day to get stuff done when it comes to work. Thursday, I could see some disputes coming out of nowhere. So honestly, lay low. Friday, that level-headed energy is gonna be returning. And Saturday and Sunday are pretty fun this weekend, honestly. Saturday is very, very positive, whereas Sunday has some flakiness, so expect some people to cancel plans. Honestly, very glad that this um, Sunday energy is on Sunday because Luna has her birthday party on Saturday. So go me with my planning. I honestly didn't even look at that transit. The last thing I wanted to chat about was the tarot card that I have pulled for us today. And today's tarot card is the moon. So this week, I just want you to check in with yourself emotionally, especially as we go through the emotional highs and lows that the astrology is bringing us this week. This is also a card that asks you to check in on your intuition. Are you listening to that gut voice um, that you have, whether it's about what you want to eat for lunch or bigger decisions you have in life? Your intuition is never going to lead you wrong, but it does get stronger the more you listen to it. I was in a tarot session earlier last week, and I was telling somebody that your intuition is kind of like that friend that you're always giving advice to who never takes it. They keep coming back to you, asking you the same question, but never listening to advice and never changing anything. You can kind of think of your intuition as the same thing. If you don't listen to your intuition, a lot of times it'll stop giving you the signals. But if you listen to it, it'll come for you or come to you with more and more information that will help you get to where you want to go in life. All right, without further ado, I am excited to let you all hear the interview that I did with Amanda H. Young. I hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you all. Okay, everyone. I am so excited. I have Amanda here with me today. Um, Let's start off broad and how I do every interview, but let the people know who are
1: you and what do you do? Oh yeah that's an easy question. <laughs> I'm Amanda Young. Uh I am um, um, I call myself a mindset coach and uh energy healing guide. Gosh that's I mean there's so many pieces to my history and how it's been and I'm I'm not very formulaic and I know I used to have a I used to be a marketing consultant and how I started off in marketing and branding and all these things. So it's like, you're supposed to have an elevator pitch and you're supposed to be for, I'm like, I don't, I throw all up. That's all out the window. It's just gone. So when people ask me like, who are you? I'm like, uh, the buzzwords I can grab are I'm an alternative to therapy. So if people are struggling with going through grief or anxiety or infertility or building their business, it doesn't matter. I can help with all of it. It's, um, That's me in a nutshell. I started off in, um, marketing, got an MBA, tried to do the corporate route. And now I'm a healer, but I don't necessarily call myself a healer because I like to, um, explain that people are doing the healing themselves. It's not about me. I'm just holding the space for people and know where to look and where to dig and what to throw out.
0: Awesome. I love that. Um, Speaking of your journey, you started the corporate ladder. You went that route. Um, I think our journeys to spirituality are so interesting, and I love to hear, how did this become an interest to you? Was it something that you had when you were a child, or is it something that developed as you got older?
1: For me, it started older. You're going to hear my cat in the background because she's my little assistant at work here. Um, It started after I had my second child. My kids are now almost 13 and 15 And I started getting anxiety panic attacks after having him, like, what am I doing? How am I going to work and take care of my kids, which has been an ongoing struggle. And I went to the doctor and they're like, here are some prescriptions. And I was like, we're not doing that. I'm not going that route. There's got to be a, no. like, I'm not going to be on antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs for the rest of my life. Let's find a new solution. And I ended up, um, my solution was to go see a whole bunch of specialists and then learn different modalities of energy healing. And so uh, that took me down the rabbit hole. And I met a masseuse who taught me Reiki, and then more Reiki. And I learned I had spirits in my bedroom that were messing with me. And that, you know, it just spun from there.
0: I love it. Um, So when did you take it from an interest for you to for your own healing to something that you were bringing to other people to heal others?
1: i think that goes back to my coaching journey i started working with a coach out in on the east coast probably like eight or nine ten years ago everything's plus or minus two with this whole COVID thing so um i started off i actually started consulting i was doing mom blogging like i was doing all these different things and then um while i was at a coaching event One of my friends was like, do you want a tarot card reading? And I was like, sure, I did. I think it was maybe an oracle card. They're very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she taught me how to read tarot cards and oracle cards. And then we kept going to this coach that we were working with the same coach at this conference. And so I think the next time I went back, she's just like, just start doing readings for people and charging them. So at lunch, we would do readings for people (laughs) and charge them. And they would have massive transformations over the lunch hour. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, And then it just from there kept going. And I, um, I think for me, it really started. I did, I learned theta healing and that's another methodology um, where I learned in that as a subset of that, I learned muscle testing, which is this kinesiology and that turned on my intuition. So now it's very easy for me to just get a yes, no answer. And then my clear cognizance came on and I started just knowing things. So that didn't start until well into my journey, right? I was playing with things and I think for me, my intuition has developed and come together as I've just, um, the more I play with it, the better it gets. So it's been organic.
0: That makes sense. I think a lot of people in this field talk about our intuition and our spirituality being like a muscle, like in kinesiology, that the more you trust it, the more you listen to it, the more it gives you back. So that's awesome. Um, So something you've told me was that Reiki was kind of like a gateway drug for you into this whole world. Um, I think I have had a lot of listeners who are very curious about what Reiki is, where it comes from. So if you could just speak to that in your own words.
1: Yeah, I think it was founded – and i'm not very good with history or facts so you know get your fact checker <laughs> um but back in the 80s um there was a it's out of japan and it came to the us and it's something that's taught by like you have a lineage and the founder taught it to somebody who taught it to somebody who taught it to somebody and eventually it got taught to me so it's kind of like a game of telephone it gets a little bit um changed over time but it was developed for the 80s and really for me um, I went and learned it and they have you practice on other people there's a what do they do they do some sort of um, attunement is the word that they use and so you, there's four levels of Reiki to become a master a Reiki master I took two levels got the two attunements and that just kind of opens you up to receive it more and For me, it was really cool. One day I had a guy um, who had just had shoulder surgery and he was acting all doped up. Like he had taken too much of his meds and was just kind of, he came to pick up his kid at school and he was acting almost drunk. Like it was not drunk, but just definitely high from his pain meds or something. And I just said, sit down and let me just do my thing. And I stood next to him. I never touched him,
0: put my hands like
1: six inches from his shoulder and just most of intuition, if I could tell anybody, anything it's just your intention. So whether or not you have Reiki training or all these other trainings, if you can just intend, if you hold your hands next to somebody and, and intend to send them loving energy and not take it onto your own body, you're going to be doing something because we're all human beings swimming in the same energy. I mean, I don't, I always tell people, I don't know how my cell phone or my, I don't know how you and I are talking over zoom right now at all that technology is beyond me, but I know that it works. And there's some energetic thing that's floating through the airwaves and the thing, same thing can happen with our hands. So I put my hands near his shoulder, you know, 68 inches away and intended to be sending him love and light and good energy. And I, he said to me, he's like, Amanda, it feels like there's little worms that are running around in my shoulder, eating away the medicine and then going down to his arm and I sat there, I think we were waiting for our kids for maybe half an hour. We were both early. And at the end of it, he looked at me coherently and was like, wow, I feel so much better. And I'm like, cool. See ya. Like, that's just how it was, right? And so there's moments, like, I know I feel something, like, I might feel a tingling or I might, some people see energy moving. There's, you know, just like we have the five senses, Mm -hmm. the the clairs. The different clairs, yeah. Exactly, right? So depending on what your Claire is, it'll be different for you. But, you know, he could definitely feel it moving. And when somebody says, I feel that, or man, I feel different, or I saw this, or this happened to me, that's where I get the validation. And now having worked on thousands of people at this point, it's clear to me that there's something up. It's, you know, and I think that one thing that's very common in this space, this metaphysical space is this whole, like, well, are they just charlatans? Are they, BSing you are they full of it and it's like when you play at this level it's clear that really awesome magical things are happening and people are healing
0: I love that I love that analogy about zoom I think that's a really interesting way to like look at all of this because there's so much that we just can't explain but it works right and and sometimes you just have to accept that that it just works and we don't need to have you know a manual about every little piece that goes into it um and
1: Yeah, I think there are scientific explanations for a lot of these things. I mean, there's, and there's also things that are magical that are happening that we know they're happening. I mean, I've heard that they're measuring like the weight of the soul of the person after it leaves the body. I'm like, this stuff is incredible. I don't begin to like, not a scientist, don't begin to portray myself, not a doctor, you know, but at the same time, if somebody comes to me and they're struggling with something, if they've got a headache, I can wave my hands and that headache can shift or leave uh, and it still blows my mind when I do it to this day, but you just set the intention that good things are going to happen and hope for a different outcome and let the magic in.
0: I love it. I love that so much. Um, your toolkit is incredible. When I was doing my research on you, um, you have learned about so many different modalities, and I think that's fascinating. And I wanted to touch on one that has been like top of mind for me lately, which was Akashic Records.
1: Yeah. I.
0: They sound really cool. I don't know much about them. Can you just speak to what they are and how you utilize them? How did you learn about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh my gosh, I could tell you so many stories. How much time do we have? As much um, time as you want. Okay. So um, the Akashic Records. Wow. Uh, okay. My introduction to it was, I think I there's a woman in town here in Oak Park named Linda Berger. And she... And her friend Lisa started a. Uh, they started an Akashic school, like a, a metaphysical kind of school, because they were working with somebody else teaching Akashic records, and then they broke off. Lisa Barnett is her name. Um, they broke off and started their own school, and then uh, somehow, like I met, I met, um, I met one of them here in Oak Park through Linda through the Chamber of Commerce, and then sh- she's a business coach we became fast friends and then she did a reading for me. And at one point she was like, Oh, you're going to the same conference. My friend Lisa is. So I end up. And like the bizarre. Do you want to go bizarre in this story? You want the long version? Let's go as bizarre as we can. Yeah. Okay. So here's the long version. That's super awesome. It, it'll just bring tingles to people probably, but if we go way back, um, but like for people who know about the, um, the Aurora shooting in, Colorado in the theater right there were I think it was like a dozen people that were killed one of them was a buddy of mine John Larimer so he what he is a Navy sailor and he was in the theater with his girlfriend and some buddies he had gone last minute and he ended up passing away and this is a good this will be a good story it's absolutely sad and tragic but it like really opened me up to the other side of things especially Akashic Records so he passed away in the theater defending like he um, I think he saved a couple lives on his way out, but this was his purpose. And this was his, like, this was his lifetime journey and it totally sucked at the time to be in this space and have to realize that he was going to be, um, no longer on the planet. And I was pretty broken up about it. And my friend Linda said, Hey, why don't you room with my friend, Lisa, when you go to Denver and because I was going there for some learning how to speak program and so I was like sure I don't know what's happening and I as I was going to Denver this the weirdest thing happened like it was just a series of weird things happening but I always see little Batman symbols I even have one like here sitting on my desk a little Lego that I keep here because that's my symbol he was watching the Batman movie and that's my symbol that John is one of my guides and he's watching over me and that kind of thing but I was at the airport waiting to get to my plane 13 is my locking number and I was supposed to be, I think I was supposed to be at gate 13 and I was sitting at gate 12 with my headphones on trying to keep all the energy, of the airport out. I missed my plane. I literally like figured out that I was supposed to be on it as the doors were closing. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is bizarre. So I took that and I went up to the counter and I messaged my friend. I have a psychic friend, Trish Walker out in, um, she's out in Utah and I messaged her and I said, yo, what happened here?" So i open like i go up to the counter she's like don't worry you're going to get rebooked on the next flight there's something to do with george clooney and i was like what he doesn't like <laughs> all this is like bizarre so i go up to the counter the lady says go down to gate eight or whatever and we'll book you on the next flight in an hour and a half so i go down there i sit next to these people while i'm waiting i was like are either of you george clooney by chance like what's the what are the what are the chances no get on the plane. I sit in the very back by the bathroom and I'm like, all oh, right, whatever. This older gentleman sits next to me, cowboy style. And I'm like, is your name George Clooney by chance? And he said, no, it's, um, oh gosh, what did he say his name is? Um Oh man, Batman's original, Bruce Wayne. He said it was Bruce Wayne. And I was like, oh my God. Bruce Wayne played Batman, like it's Batman. So here's my Batman sign. Like you're held, you're, you're okay. Like everything's gonna be okay. And I'm thinking, all right, Bruce Wayne. Well, George Clooney played Batman as well. Again, my guides are with me. So I go to Calif- or to Colorado and I know that I'm like 20 minutes away because I was gonna be in Golden, Colorado, which is like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes away from where the shooting actually happened. And I'm thinking this was like, Prime, it was early in the years, right after it happened. And I was like, should I go to the memorial place? Or should I? And my guides were like, no, no, no. But I was really grieving. My heart was super heavy. And so I um, happened, my roommate was, of course, an Akashic record master, right? And so I say to her at breakfast one day, we wake up and I'm like, you know, my heart's really heavy. And all of a sudden, she's like, can I just do a reading for you? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And she starts like, clearing some energy and she said oh yeah you and john and your husband were like in all these lifetimes together you've had so many past lives together and she said at one point you lived here actually in colorado and you were um it was back in you know western times on the frontier and you had a farm and you were passing you were trying to get through a river and john was in the river trying to get the horses across and he ended up drowning in the re- river and left you as a widow and, um, you, you know, you're still grieving that lifetime. And I'm sitting here like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? You crazy woman? Like, how is this even a thing? I think she's just, I'm like, how is, but every bit of my body was resonating with it. And I'm like, how is this even a thing? Cause in this lifetime, John and I weren't close. Like literally my husband's family has known him our whole life. And I had been married, I don't know, maybe 10 years at that point in time I had been to he's been, he'd been, John had been to my wedding. We'd been to his sister's weddings. I'd gone camping with him a dozen times. I don't know that I even had his email address or phone number, right? Like not very close, but I'm like, why am I grieving this so heavy and feeling Mm -hmm. so yucky? And I've since had a couple of Akashic record readings. And now if I get a reading, um, then he'll come in very clearly and be like, Hey, you don't need to grieve me. Everything's okay. I'm doing more work on this side. That was my purpose. In my lifetime, I got to do all the things I needed to. And this is a way, like these shootings are a way to teach people how to raise consciousness overall and learn about self compassion and how we are all one and how we grieve as a collective. And I'm over here, like, great, this is my journey. Are you kidding me right now? And I've since gone on, like, I'll be at different events and I see Batman symbols everywhere. I've done Akashic Records. um, And then I learned um, during the pandemic, actually. Linda Berger taught me how to read the Akashic records. I took her class and I realized I've actually been tapping into that. Like I don't, in order to do Akashic records, you typically say a prayer to open the records. You create a safe space to do them. And then you start asking questions and you download answers kind of per cognizantly. And then you just know what to say, have a conversation, um, And it's really super cool. And now, and then you close the record, seal them up and make everything, you know, you keep a really beautiful container. And I explain to people, it's kind of like for me, when you learn how to do math, you learn two plus two equals four, you learn, you know, six times four is 24. You just learn these things. So in the beginning, you have to learn that six times four and have it broken out and understand all the different pieces to get to the end answer. And then once you get good at it, it's just automatic. And for me, I don't do any of the protocols that I've been taught and all these methodologies to like get to these spaces, I just go to them. And then it's like in Theta Healing, I can just go to Theta Brainwave level. For Akashic Records, I can just snap right into that. Like I just, if I set my intention, boom, let's go. And I've got these protocols in place to make it faster. So that's my that's my long-winded George Clooney, Bruce Wayne story and it just it it really taught me like you're held you're seen you're loved you're okay and the Akashic Records have been a really great place for me to get those messages and learn about past lives and all sorts of yummy stuff
0: yeah I feel like it's also a really great way to figure out how to feel about situations that don't feel so good in the moment like the shootings and like yes
1: like you can ask really beautiful questions about the meaning of life and just kind of be like why is this happening and what's going on um yeah and i also yeah. learned i don't know that i even put in there but i have learned or when we were talking before that i learned past life regression i went to go see brian weiss at rosemont once and that was a that was another cool experience like there have been just so many you know you just go learn from the masters and have them let Me you too. like peek inside their little bag of tricks and then add them to your bag of tricks and you're like oh this is fun too
0: it's also fascinating and like when you start with one thing it's a rabbit hole and yeah thank you for explaining that i think that might have been one of the best ways that i've heard akashic records explain to me because when i first heard about akashic records i was like oh there's a book that just has the answers um not realizing that the book is just here yeah
1: it's just this big energetic and you can tap into i mean I've had them read a bunch of different times by a bunch of different people and done my own readings. And it's, some of them are so fascinating. They just explain to me, they tap into like, this happened in your past life. Some of it will be like, maybe I've been buried, but wanted to survive or like thrown overboard because somebody didn't trust me, you know? And so then it explains like, oh, you don't trust men or it, it, you can, you can tap it back into the lineage of why am I experiencing these situations in our life now? So it's been super insightful to me.
0: Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that so much. Okay,
1: so switching a little bit to your astrology.
0: When I was looking at your chart, your moon is in Sagittarius. And this placement is often very indicative of obviously a strong sense of spirituality, as well as a desire to read and write. And that's clearly something that you have a knack um, for, can you speak to how you found your love for writing and the book, what, the book you wrote, what was it about and how did you get there?
1: Yeah. Um, so back in the day when mom blogs were a cool thing, like I had just had my kids right when Deuce became cool, like Deuce just recently passed away, but she was the pioneer of mom blogging. And I was in a knitting club and, um, two of my friends are still bloggers to to this day i think they um one does stuff on knitting and another one does a cook, did a cooking blog or does a cooking blog so they were just like yeah let's do blogs right and i thought okay fine so i just wrote about motherhood and um it was just a release it was a way for me it was kind of therapeutic for me and i've always i mean i go through journals Like some people go through, I don't know, I want to say like toilet paper something ridiculous, right? Like I just, I write so much. And in business, one of the best ways they say to get clients is to write a book and then put it up, send it out into the world and then have people, you know, you can do a book that's designed to get you business. So I hired an author coach and worked with her and in three months wrote a book. It's called Finding Clarity, Design a Business You Love and Simplify Your Marketing um, that was one of the early iterations of my business was simplify your marketing and how to help people. Um, I was coaching entrepreneurs on how to do their marketing, and make things simple because the, the advice out there then was you need to be everywhere all the time and you need to have a big, every-. like, no, just focus on one thing that feels good to you. I talked to a lot of people that are like, I hate Facebook. I'm like, then don't do it. If it's not your jam, don't go there, right? Go with the mm-hmm. flow and do what you love. So that book um, was a great way to get new clients and just get my methodology out into the world. And since then, I've probably started <laughs> like a dozen other books and like more thoughts and gathered thoughts. Writing just a way for me to get things out of my head and out into the world and to clarify my ideas more. Because I'm there's apparently two types of people, those who think, get all their thoughts gathered and then speak. And people like me, they're like, blah, 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 and just speak it all out in order to think. So I process as I'm speaking. And I do the same thing as I'm – I also can do the same thing as I'm writing. I'll just be writing and be like, oh, that's genius. Look at that little nugget. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um,
0: do you keep all your journals? I find that I go through a journal. and I'm like, what do I do with this now? Like,
1: I – realistically, I'm like, I could go back and read it. But I was like, ah. So I'm curious what you do with all yours. Yeah, I tend to go – I stack them up for a bit. And then once I get a bundle of them, I will go through and just say. And if there is anything, like a lot of them are just stream of consciousness, like dump stuff. But if there's anything super important, I will kind of highlight that page. And then when I go back through them, I'll gather anything I need for a book or I'll move it into some other like to do list or some sort of actionable item thing so that I can follow up with it. Because I don't want to lose the good ideas. And I do have a specific, at one point I was bullet journaling and I have one specific journal that's like, if I have a really good idea for, I don't know, like a movie or a t-shirt company or like as an entrepreneur, like I always have ideas. I'm just this creative, like it's all over. It's kind of just blows out of me. And so I have a specific journal for those things that I want to keep and I'll transfer it, any ideas into that kind of thing or to-do lists or ideas. I'll put them into a book file or something, but then I get rid of them. Awesome
0: um so still on your astrology chart your Mm sun is in your fifth house which represents where you feel like the truest shiniest version of yourself and the fifth house is where you have fun and be creative so what fills you up with the most joy both personally and professionally
1: oh my goodness so creativity is everything i'm I have, I've done so many um, coaching things where they say, you know, go through all your your moral compass, like what drives you. And mm-hmm. I have it on my wall right here, curiosity and creativity. Those are my two things. Um, so when I moved into my new apartment a year and a half ago, I just decided it's going to be covered with art. So you can see over my shoulder, there's um, photography over my couch. That's all photographs that I've taken when I was in the woods. This photograph is from, um, on my other shoulder is from When I went to Alaska, um, I took a bunch of shots up there. Like everything around me, I have at least a dozen paintings in the apartment. I just finished a new one this last week. So I do a lot of art. I do a lot of acrylic and mixed media painting, um, writing. I do a lot of just whatever, anything creative. Like I, I learned how to dance two years ago, salsa bachata, and that's been a creative expression physically of, you know, just how to express myself that way but really anything that I can do, I knit, I quilt, and I'm super crafty, just getting my hands um, able to just create anything I can, I'm in love with. And then um, I also really love energy healing. There's something creative about that. That's mentally creative for me. Mm -hmm. So that when somebody comes in and says, you know, I don't know what we're going to talk about in this session. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, what's going on with you? And then that leads down this trail. And I'm a strategist apparently in the, I took a strengths assessment, um the Gallup strengths assessment years ago. And it was like, out of my top 10, seven of them are strategic. So, um which is pretty rare for somebody to be super strategic like this, but that's part of my gift, I think, is being able to have people kind of verbally vomit everything that's going on in their life and have me just be like, oh, well, of course, that's your abandonment issue from your childhood because you were adopted and, you know, you're bringing that into your relationships. And that's why you're dating these guys that are, you know, not able to, that don't have healthy attachment styles. And then you're wondering why they're all working. So let's reprogram that. Like, let's get rid of the past lives or the vows or whatever energetic connections are to it. Get rid of your limiting beliefs. And go find somebody that's going to fill you up, but you got to love yourself first too. So all those things come together in the map creatively as I play.
0: I love it. So you're, you're a creator and you're an ideas person. And I love that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't turn off. My brain just doesn't shut off. (laughs)
0: Um, so looking at your solar return chart for this coming year, your ascendant is in Libra. So the focus for you this year is really on relationships, how others perceive you, and your, percep- mer- your perception of others as well. How does this resonate with you? And what are your goals for yourself in this coming birth year, your solar return year?
1: I'm really excited. Um, so I just turned 44. And that number, like in the numerology of things, like the 44, it turns into an eight, which is you know, the, um, infinity symbol, but also fours are really grounded. It feels like I have two chairs to sit on and really ground into this year. It's been a tumultuous time of my life because I've been married, um, 22 years and we're in the middle of a divorce. It's amicable, but it's still like dismantling an entire life with a partner. Right. And being friends for 30 years. Um, and how does that, how does that change everything? So my, in my astrology chart, my Uh, my house for home and relationships has just been rocked all year, right? Between the eclipses. I was like, this eclipse corridor couldn't end early enough, right? Yeah. Um, Now that you even say that, I had a dream about an eclipse last night. I was like with some people and I don't know, I was in some other country and we were watching this eclipse. It was the weirdest thing. (laughs) Um, But I have very vivid dreams on top of all everything else too. But so for me, relationships are shifting. I've dated a couple of people and been ghosted by them. And then I go through and I'm like, what is this about? Why are people ghosting me? What's happening? So it, each of the guys I've dated have been incredible teachers and taught me where I'm lacking in self-love or where I'm not holding myself to a high enough standard. What do I need to clean up? And so each guy I date gets better and better and better because I'm I'm improving and I'm changing so rapidly. So um, I'm really excited right now. I'm on a relationship hiatus and not going to date anybody because I don't want to, I don't, I don't need anything. Nobody needs to be up in this energy while we're in the middle of separating fully. Um, But I can't wait for the divorce to be finalized so that I can celebrate and then open up. And I'm really just using this as a time of self-love. So it's going to be a fun year. I'm looking forward to it. I
0: love it sounds like it sits pretty well with you um so you did mention you have kids and i love when i have people on the show who have children how do your kids feel about what you do and how have you incorporated um what you do into how you parent them
1: oh my gosh it's everywhere it's everywhere my (laughs) i just was talking to a friend the other day and she said oh my gosh one of my memories of your son is him coming up to me in school Uh, She had a sore throat or something. She was out of school for a couple days. He's like, "You should see my mom. She's a healer." (laughs) And like, he, I can't tell you how many times he's come home and been like, "If Mister So and So calls you, it's because I told him to. Because you know he really wants to work with you. Because you know you're a healer." And I'm like, "So he's out there like promoting, promoting you." (laughs) Like, but. I have two empathic children that are super little, beautiful light beings. One of them, I had a friend come over, she was passing through town another, of course, being in this industry, all my friends are intuitives and magic users are just super duper magical and awesome. So we're sitting on the back porch one day and there had been, I think either the cat hit killed a bird or anyway, there's a bird that had died. And we put it in a box and my kids were like, we need to save this and put it, you know, we need to bury it. So I had buried it and I told my daughter where I buried it. And she went over while my friend and I were sitting on the back porch and just like sat down and like just started doing her own little ceremony. And my friend's like, can you see this? And I said, no, what's happening? She's like, there's this incredible light be like light beam coming down from the heavens onto your daughter. She's like moving the energy, she's healing the earth, whatever she's doing, I'm just seeing sparks fly everywhere. She's like, it's the most incredible light show ever. It's like fireworks over here. And I'm going, man, I wish I had that gift, right? But it just, my daughter would hug random strangers and they would on the L train and they'd be like, how do you know that I needed this hug? I'm like, she's magical. I can't, my son's the same way. He just brings love and light wherever he goes. He can read the energy of the spaces. Which is kind of annoying because I'll come into the room and he'll be like, "Ma, you need to go fix your energy because it's not good right now." And then I have to—he's a very good barometer for me. And then if I have been working on myself and really I'm in a high vibration, he'll be like, "Oh, come, give me that energy—it's so good." And then I get a bunch of hugs from him. So they are a hundred percent in this, and they're so sensitive that I'm teaching them how to return energy to somebody else and cleanse themselves. So they're. I don't, I'm just so excited. And they rarely ever get sick. And they're just, when they do, we're able to map it and be like, oh, yeah, this is my daughter has an ear infection right now. And it's like, what do you not want to hear? But she's learning, she's doing lifeguard training and it's a whole lot of work. And it's just like, she wants to know that she's going to pass and make it. And it's a lot of pressure. So all these little things, right? They come together. And when you map them out, it's super fun. It's super fun having this job with kids that are super sensitive too. I,
0: I agree full heartedly with that. My daughter will pull her tarot card for the morning. She's three. It's just the cutest little thing.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Or like when she's scared uh, at night, like she'll she has like a little box of little crystals that I've given her like friends have mm-hmm. given her because, mm-hmm. you know, woo woo friends are the best friends.
1: Of course. Um, and she's like
0: this <laughs> this crystal will protect me and I I love that so much. I love that we're giving them these moments and these opportunities to trust in themselves and the universe.
1: Yeah. My son has a big rock collection too and I'm just, I, you know, it's yes. I'm like, "Here, yes, you should have a rock collection and you should have shiny rocks and yeah, he totally he's into it." I'm like, "And you can set them in the moonlight and charge them and <laughs> all the things."
0: Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um wh- what do you think is the silliest misconception there is about this woo woo world that we are living in?
1: Oh boy. Um it's funny how it's portrayed in movies. I see so many times they'll do like the tarot card reader and they or in books too. I read a lot of science fiction books and so much of it is just kind of the crystal ball psychic reading lady um or the tarot card reader and there's so much more to it like there's i mean i've had so many incredible things happen where i'm like wait a minute how did george clooney turn into bruce wayne and bruce wayne by the way was a farmer that lives in texas he wasn't i mean that's his real name he lives in a very small town in texas and i was like what are the odds that i sit next to bruce wayne on a plane um it's just too magical and too awesome for you know when i meet skeptics I just I'm floored. Like I was in Jamaica and a friend of mine needs an EpiPen because she gets um, if she gets stung by a bee, she will swell up and go into anaphylactic shock and need to go to the ER. And I'm like, here we are in Jamaica by the pool and she gets stung by a bee and her EpiPen's up at the um, hotel in the room, you know, like 500 feet away. No one's friending for it. So I said, hey, Can i work my magic on you and she's like yeah sure and i start moving the energy out of her basting and pulling it away all i'm doing is swirling my hand and intending for the energy to go away that's it instead of ending up the er she ends up with a tiny little you get a hive from that so it's like maybe the size of like a baby pancake right tiny little thing that's all she had for the rest of the vacation And she's like, if this would have been, if you wouldn't have been here, I would have been in the emergency room in Jamaica (laughs) dealing with my bee sting and had to use my EpiPen. And I'm like, well, like, that's why you should all try, like, take me with you on vacations, right? Because it's like having an, I mean, you have your own first aid kit, healer. I mean, I can't, like, stitch people up but I can at least, you know, delay things or possibly prevent ER visits in the middle of nowhere. Um, (laughs) So I, then I went to dinner and this woman is a skeptic. And I was like, do you not just see what happened? Like, how can you, how can you throw shade on me? So there are people that will throw shade on it. And I just say, okay, you know what? You're not, you're not in a space to you don't have a space for this and that's okay. And so I just agree to disagree with them and move on with my life. So for me, um, I love the people that are willing to be open to the possibilities. Not everyone is.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a misconception about people who do this work because we always have really great days every day, but we know oh, yeah. that's not true. So <laughs> when you're having a bad day, what do you do? What rituals do you partake in to undo the energy or cleanse yourself of whatever is not feeling so good to you?
1: Great question. Yeah. I immediately go to a salt bath. Um, I use table salt. So (laughs) part of salt is very cleansing. They use it in movies, you know, jokingly Mm -hmm. and like throw it around, but it really is an energetic neutralizer. And so um, I go here in In the city near Chicago, there's a company called Gordon's Food Service and Supply, and they sell 25 pound bags of table salt for like $8. So I literally go in and buy 150 pound bags at a time, like 150 pounds worth. And no one ever asked me, like, what are you doing or why? But um, I take a salt bath, and it's I use five pounds of salt, put it in my bathtub. So that's and that's the equivalent of I don't know if you've ever been to the grocery store and seen those. Boxes that they have with the little girl with the the little salt boxes with the girl in the umbrella, it's like two boxes of that is Uh equivalent. It's a good amount of salt, but what you're doing is recreating the ocean because the ocean is incredibly cleansing too. That's why surfers have awesome energy. um, Because they're in that just getting washed off all the time and um, table salt will do it for the energetics and then Epsom salt will do it for the muscles. So I also like, if I dance, Um, and I'm going to be sore the next day, I'll put both in the bathtub. And then I start there. I definitely do a salt bath and that will bliss me out. And then after the salt bath, um, I tend to journal, like what's going on with me? How am I feeling? Like one of my favorite journal prompts is if I'm being honest, dot, 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 because then it allows me to uh, open up a new level. That's previously unseen to just be able to say, like, "What, what am I like yesterday, I was really in an off mood and it was like, what am I, what's going on here? And I'm grieving the friendship that I've had with my husband because he's been my best friend for 30 years. And that's changing now, right? And so there's a lot of heaviness in that. And I'm like, oh, once I realized that I was like, oh, I can cry, I can release all this and I can be okay. And there's gonna be new friends that have come up into my life because there more new space is created for the next level of friendships to come in. Like meeting you. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think about that often about how when opportunities close or don't come for us, it's just, that's just no longer serving you or just wasn't supposed to be for you. Um, you're just vibrating at a different level now. Yeah. It just makes things a lot easier to accept. Um, It does. Yeah. So what kind of, how can people work with you? What does working with you look like? How can people get in contact with you? What are your offerings right now?
1: Yeah. So, um, my website is amanda amandahyoung.com and the H in the middle um, is my former maiden name. So there's a lot of Amanda Youngs out there in the world. So I had to add the H, but at amandahyoung.com forward slash free, they can fill out a little questionnaire and sign up for a free call with me just to chat, to figure out what it is that they've got going on in their life and how I can help them. I do one-on-one coaching with most of my clients, um, And most of my clients work with me for three months at a time because that gets really good and juicy and gives them the opportunity to go deep. Um, I have clients that work with me for years. I have clients that work with me for three months, six months. Um, I have clients that come do one session and are like, wow, I feel so much better. This is amazing. But it's one of those things where the more you do, the better you feel, right? So um, I'm in the process of developing a bunch of courses and online things that people can do and um the easiest way most of what i do is one-on-one and if people have a group i will have groups of moms or the women of the chamber of commerce that will call me in i do a lot of speaking opportunities and can easily talk about fun things like this but i also do group healing so getting a circle of women together is incredible way to just dump a whole bunch of crap and feel seen and heard by other people Um, so all those work, they can, you know, email me, reach out to me, all of it on my website, and just um start the conversation because the the energy, they can follow me on Instagram. Um, all of my handles, I think, are Amanda H. Young. So it's really pretty easy. I think maybe I have to be like Amanda H. Young 13 on Facebook or something like that. So whatever. Um, but they can find me online and follow me on, you know, I'm putting stuff up, I put up a lot of videos. And the way my energy works is that if I put up like a Facebook Live video or something on Instagram, the energy gets transmitted through it. So people can get free access to yummy goodness, just by watching my stuff and following me. Um, I'll have people, you know, across the country, just be like, keep putting out these videos, I'm getting juice every time I watch them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: I I agree. Your content is good and the energy is amazing. So if you guys aren't following her yet, you should. And I will link all of your socials and website in the show notes, but I love that. So So I think my second question was, and I think you kind of answered it, was do you only work in person or do you do virtual work as well?
1: Oh, virtual. I mean, I joke that I work with um, all the continents except the penguins because, you know, apparently their energy is so good for being in the ocean. They don't need any help. Um, but I literally, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had clients, I think on five out of the six, maybe I haven't, I did somebody, I worked with somebody in South Africa, Belize. maybe, I don't know. I've done people in all continents, like from all continents, all over the world. So zoom phone in person doesn't matter. All of it. The energy works exactly the same. Um, and it's fun, you know, so it doesn't matter where people are. i figured out how to change time zones and <laughs> connect, you know, the time, the time travel of our time zones, Making it work, It's all, it's all easy. We can make anything work. I love it.
0: Um, okay. So five rapid fire questions. Uh-huh. What is the last thing that made you genuinely laugh?
1: Oh my goodness. So many things. Um, I'm reminded of, I went dancing for my birthday last week and As we were dancing, all of a sudden, these two, they had this special thing where they had people dressed up in robot costumes and they came out and they were seven foot tall and they started dancing with me. So I got to dance bachata with a seven foot tall robot. (laughs) I think I
0: saw that post on your Facebook. I just saw it this
1: morning. Yeah, yeah. Because I was so like, it was, and I have a, somebody sent me a really, a really grainy video, but I was like, look, that's me. And I look like this tiny little thing next to this seven foot tall robot. It was absolutely delightful yeah
0: um I love that what is the last
1: great book you read oh my goodness I just wow I've read so many good ones the literal last one I read um is called silver in the bone and then I got to the end of it I'm trying to think even who the author is um it was uh I can see her I think her name is like Samantha Bracken maybe maybe Again, have your fact checker get on that. <laughs> um, it was really good. And then I got to the end and I was like, what? The sequel's not out till 2024? And then I have my little tantrum and then I'm like, whatever. Because I also, when I read a book, I then quickly forget it. And I'm like, oh man, what was that about? So I'm just hoping that I get to the next one. I was yelling at my kids the other day being like, man, I should really just only read books that I already have. Like the whole series is complete because then I can just binge them. I, I, I completely oh, feel you. I also just read one called The um, Personal Librarian and it was all about JP Morgan's librarian and it was phenomenal too. So I read a ton, a ton, a ton.
0: I love it. JP Morgan is fascinating and he was very into astrology and all of this.
1: Yeah. And his personal librarian was passing as a white woman, even though she was a person of color. And to, to hear that story, I'm learning a lot about i did here in oak park we have that group called race conscious dialogue so i took that class and i'm reading white fragility and just really diving into the racial um privilege and you know our differences in 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 the world and that was helpful to me to just see how intense it was for her to try to you know not let anybody find out her secret back in the time it was really fascinating it's really well written too yeah
0: Um, okay. What is your favorite tarot
1: card to pull for yourself? Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like my favorite is not the tower, but I get it a lot. Um, (sighs) wheel of fortune comes in, comes to mind when you say that, like, just like all the possibilities. And I taught myself tarot. My mom bought me a box and a book and I just started reading the book and then took, I journaled down a ton of notes and so now I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I did teach myself tarot. You know, it's like fun. That's what I do I, want to. I board.
0: <laughs> I pulled um, before this reading or this call. Sorry, not this yeah, reading yeah. before this call. And I yeah. was like, what is the energy that Amanda has? And I got the fool, which oh, after you're talking about, I was like, absolutely makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Totally, totally makes sense. Yeah, it, it is. It's just like I love to bring silliness and joy and play into everything I do. And if I, I find myself getting when I work on budgets or financial data, or like pay a bunch of bills, my tension in my shoulder, I get all icky. And then my energy is just off. And I'm like, I need to go dancing. Or even when my son's feeling cranky, I'm like, let's go play basketball. We've got a cul-de-sac outside of our house. And there's a basketball hoop set up. I'm like, let's just go shoot some hoops. Like you just kind of shift it or I'll have dance parties. That's the fool in me. It's just like, I got a playlist, I just hit something, and I'm like, we're gonna dance it out.
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah, Get that energy. It fits.
1: Very fitting.
0: Um, what mantra have you been using lately if you are a mantra
1: gal? Ooh, my friend just gave me one that has really been impactful. It's um all I need is within me now. I love it. Because I think as coaches and uh metaphysical people we tend to search for meaning outside of us and then when we can bring it inside just be like oh yeah and the other one i'm using right now is i am the universe because for me there's been a challenge of duality thinking that my intuition is outside of myself and that my guides and that the universe is doing things to me and that's in my opinion a lot of people this is a this is a um I guess people could think differently on this, but for me, I am the universe is showing that I have the power to create my reality and I have, instead of this is being done to me, it's like I am doing this in harmony. It's like a dance with the universe. I'm part of it. It's not like I'm you know not part of it because I exist. It's a 50-50 kind of thing, but I am the universe and I'm creating my own reality and it's giving me a sense of, not having things done to me, but being a participant in my life.
0: I like that. Um, And the last question,
1: what are you looking forward to this week? Ooh, well, tonight, my friend, Sonia uh, Rivera, who is also a, she's an acupuncturist shamanic um, healing practitioner here in Oak Park. She's incredible. Um, I think her company's called uh, Inner Wellness. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, She has a surprise plan for me. I think she just said like birthday surprise, 4.30, she's picked me up for dinner and she's like dressed as if we're going dancing. So maybe we're going dancing tonight. It's, who knows? It's one of those things where I'm learning to just go with the flow, let go. I'm a former, I'm a recovering perfectionist, control freak, you know, like want everything together to be safe. It's all a safety mechanism. And so for me to just be like, I don't know what I'm doing tonight, but it's gonna be amazing. And then we'll probably go dancing tomorrow night because Thursday is dancing night. And I always look forward to that because it's, it's fun.
0: I love it. You're going to have to keep me posted on what you end up doing tonight.
1: I will. I will. <laughs> awesome.
0: Um, Amanda, this was such a delight. I loved hearing your story and where you're going and I hope that everyone enjoys it just as much as I did. So thank you so much for
1: coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. This was absolutely delightful. I, I'm so excited for your podcast and your posts. I mean, everything you're doing is so beautiful. I'm just like, wow, this girl's got her stuff together. It's amazing. Oh, I love that. That's how it looks like. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Because I was like, somebody was asking me, they're like, what are you um, what are you doing today? And I was like, Oh, I've got a podcast interview. I'm super excited about it. All of your, it's all your branding. It's all beautifully. I mean, like, I can tell you put a lot of thought and a lot of love into everything you do. Like, I can feel it coming through. And that's when I saw you had started this, I was like, girl, get it. Like, just go get it. And I love seeing young, like young people with young children doing entrepreneurial things that are just sharing their gifts with the world. And especially, I feel like you're a new, like a new energy on this landscape of astrology. And it just, and I love astrology. I'm getting into it so much more. Um, And I think I asked you about the human design component. A lot of people will marry the two of them. And I'm so into human design and just diving into what it all means. And I'm starting to get um, more into the astrology and learning the houses and how that. And then I look like I swear every time I look at my astrology and match it to whatever the transits are right now. Like I don't understand so much of it. And I've tried reading all these books and tried you know absorbing the information. But man, I look at it and I'm just like this is overwhelming. And then when I figure out the one nugget, I'm like, oh, this is so good. And it's so exactly what's happening in my life right now. Yeah. You know? It's
0: it's magic. So, and thank you so much. Like I'm literally tearing up because to hear you say that is, yeah. I feel
1: so good. Oh, you're doing, you're doing amazing work. And that's, that's part of my job is to just like share my energy and light and love with other people and be like, yeah, like I'm cheerleading you. I'm going to, you know, you're going to see me loving up on all your posts and promoting you and And, you know, sharing me with all my friends, because I just when you've got good people doing good stuff, you want to keep keep it rolling and share the love like the rising tide does raise all boats, especially when it comes to women, metaphysical work, good vibrations, share the love.
0: I love it. And I think that's the best part of this world is that everyone I come into contact with is like, how can I help you? How can we help each other? How can we get our messages out? How can we, how can we get this into the world, which is very different than,
1: you know, the corporate lifestyle. And- oh man. Right. <laughs> gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give and that's been, it's been so hard for me to watch my daughter become a lifeguard because it is so corporate. It's part of the park district. There's so many legal things that she's got to dot her eyes and cross her T's and learn all this stuff. And man, it's been so much pressure and it's it's driving me crazy. And I feel like I'm feeding my daughter to the wolves. But at the same time, I'm also, I'm in the phase. I mean, you have a three-year-old. Mine are teenagers now and I'm learning. They went from being everything in my life to now I don't have to be mama bear so much and I've got to step back. It's a very challenging thing to let go of them when you're so conscious of feeding them and carrying them and like doing everything with them for so long. So, I'm in a new phase of my life. And on top of the separation, the divorce, like my world is completely changing. And what I would say to people is, like, this is not for the faint of heart. And I see, I now see people that have gone through this transition, both as, you know, having your kids step away from you further and needing to release them and having a relationship dissolve. Like, I don't know how people could do it without the magic and the energy that we have, you know, like once you have. This connection to the divine, it allows you to be so much more supported. And I've still got tons of anxiety around it. I mean, like, I'm terrified of what the future will bring. Hence the reason I lean into astrology to be like, Amanda, girlfriend, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, oh, please, please. And they're like, watch out. I think I saw something that was like the 24th and the 25th of this month are going to be a little tumultuous for me on my chart. And I was like, hmm, how am I going to just like go dark those two days and not (laughs) let it happen? Disengage.
0: (laughs) And I think that's the beauty in all of this work, whether it be tarot, whether it be the Akashic records, whether it be whatever modality you're using is that it reminds you that there are good times and there are bad times and we need the bad times to truly appreciate the good times. And we need to know the good times don't last forever. So we can truly appreciate them in the moment. And that's, that's what I think of. And I think of like, what is this work?
1: It absolutely is. And you need the, whenever, when, um, when Trump became President, I so many of my friends were just like, "No, no, 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 this is awful." And I was like, "Time out. We need villains to create heroes. Watch what happens. And now we have so many women in Congress, and we have so like we have people that are rising up similar to these mass shootings, right? We don't want that to happen. But it is creating this entire army of people that are speaking up about the importance of human life and compassion and all of the beauty that can come from it. So, yeah, there's a lot of crappy things in the world, but there's also a lot of beauty. And you, without the dichotomy of the two, then we just turn out to be like shades of gray. Absolutely. (laughs) No one's that? So no one. Thank you so much for this. This was a delightful chat. And I'm so glad you just let me, you know, share all my stories and blurt out what's, what it's like to be me on a daily basis. And, you know, if I can help you in any way, Never hesitate to reach out. My Rolex is yours. I will connect you to the most magical healers in the world. Um, and that goes for all the listeners too. Like if somebody needs, people can definitely reach out to me. My my email is amanda at amandahyoung.com. Um, you're welcome to email me and just say, hey, I'm looking for an animal communicator. I have one. She's incredible. I'm happy to recommend her. You know, like I have, I've been in this long enough that I have people to do so many different things. And it's just a delight. If I can't help somebody, like hop on a phone call with me. If I can't help you, I will tell you where to go or what to, you know, who to chat with and see how I can pass you along on the journey. You never know. You never know what's going to happen when you connect with somebody. And i that's the magic that I absolutely love. So absolutely. Don't, don't ever hesitate to reach out.
0: Amazing. Thank you again, Amanda. This has been such a joy. Awesome. Same. Take care. And there you have it, folks. There's my interview with Amanda H. Young. I hope you all enjoyed it and took something away from that chat. Next week's episode will be an interview I did with Alexandra Hayes Robinson, who you may know on TikTok as Hello Hayes. She is like me, a Teach for America alum, but unlike me, she's now a writer and content creator. Scratch that. I actually am a content creator, I guess. Not I guess, Jeanette. Own it. You create content. Okay. I create content, but she is a writer, a content creator, and has a very successful and very relatable advice column that she publishes on TikTok, Instagram, as well as through her own Substack. I'm super, super excited for you all to listen to the beautiful conversation that we had. The quote that I want to leave you off on this week is, don't try to comprehend with your mind. Your minds are very limited. Use your intuition. And this was said by Madeline Langle. I'm sure I've butchered the last name, but so be it. If you all are enjoying this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you left a review or shared the episode with your homies. Until next Monday, I hope you all have a beautiful week and remember to look within. Thank you.